Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Welcome to 2022, everybody, even if I say the sports calendar doesn't reset till after the Super Bowl. It's a new year, and BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best wagering action in the new year. You can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code BLEAVE. B-L-E-A-V, when you sign up with the link in the description to this episode. Bet online, where the game starts. afternoon or good night however and whenever it is you may be listening thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the take it easy podcast live on the believe podcast network Except it isn't live, because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is January 12th, according to my count. May not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is you are stopping in. We are 837 episodes strong here on the Take It Easy podcast. You can see about 600 of them here on the the feed on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever it is that you're stopping in, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is that you are. Make sure to download 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 100, all 600 episodes if that's what you so choose. We so appreciate all of your support here. We have a beautiful podcast coming up with Morgan from Australia. It's just a beautiful podcast coming up. Uh, that will make more sense once we get further along because we get to talk about that mystery man here on the podcast today. And if you've listened to this podcast for since its inception in summer of 2019, you kind of know what we're talking about. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, I want to talk for a quick second about Joe Judge. And do we feel obligated to talk about Joe Judge because of our previous histories with Joe Judge and the New York Giants and beef that we've had. And this is kind of like leading into how we finished yesterday's podcast. If you listen to our conversation about Brian Flores and disposable coaches in the NFL yesterday on Take It Easy, this now leads into it as well. Because when it looked like the Giants were going to protect Joe Judge, the Giants then pivoted a day later and got Joe Judge fired. And I would like to say here in the spirit of content and entertainment that the internet bullied the Giants into firing Joe Judge. That after a 4-13 and season with a 5-win season or 6-win season the year before, the internet just bullied the Giants into firing Joe Judge because they were a tire fire this season. And we knew all the way through it was going to be a tire fire because the Giants fired Pat Shermer two years ago. And if you're firing Pat Shermer as your coach and there's no real plan of upward mobility for the Giants, you're not even going to get to hire 
a coach good enough to be Pat Shermer. And Joe Judge was one of those hires that you got immediately. We had no idea who he was. We were doing a podcast when this came out, and we were still making jokes about the Giants back then. This was two months before the pandemic. Joe Judge got hired. Like, this was January of 2020. I was living in Davis at this time. And this is... I was in college when Joe Judge was hired, and now I'm still in college when Joe Judge is getting fired. And so Joe Judge going through this cycle of mediocrity and a a tire fire of a franchise, and he was set up to fail, and he was going to fail no matter what. And I thought that they were going to give him another chance, but this was a, a, a catastrophic failure by the New York Giants. Again, welcome to another decade of mediocrity for the New York Giants. But, but... Similarly to how we talked about the Detroit Lions last year, you can kind of see what the plan is if you're the New York Giants. And some of these plans are not really plans in the way we talk about it. Like, I have no idea what the Chicago Bears are doing. It's why we put an embargo on the Chicago Bears of talking about them seriously for 10 months. But if Justin Fields turns out to be a special quarterback, then whatever the plan is, doesn't really matter because you can figure that out later down the road. If you hit on that quarterback position, that plan starts to look a little bit better. And that's kind of the case the Giants are in. Their plan looks like we want to find a special quarterback and we want to build a, a team totally from scratch, fumigate the organization and start over, which is the thing we articulated on our NFL Monday week six podcast. It was October 17th and we articulated it's over. It was 22 games into the Joe Judge, Daniel Jones experiment, over. I knew Daniel Jones wasn't good from the start. We know Daniel Jones is not, or uh, Dave, Dave Gettleman is one of the worst general managers in the history of the NFL. Pour one out for Dave Gettleman that we milked every last bit of content we could out of Dave Gettleman, and now he's out of our lives. Felt like such a long time for Dave Gettleman to be in that position of power with the New York Giants. And then Joe Judge ends up being fired as well. And Daniel Jones probably won't hang around. Might be good enough to start in the NFL on one of these teams, but not good enough to hang around with the Giants because they want to kind of start over and they have two top seven picks in the draft. And so it was a bumpy road to get there. And it took not making in-season changes. It took reports two weeks ago that the Giants planned to keep Joe Judge and keep Daniel Jones around and us doing podcast after podcast laughing at the New York Giants because, again, it's, it's now a decade. It's been 10 years. They won the championship in 2012. 10 years of absolute dog shit mediocrity for the New York Giants. 10 years, and it feels like they're on their way to 10 more years of dog shit mediocrity. And this is the same trend that we talk about with perpetually mediocre franchises like the Denver Broncos, like the Chicago Bears, like the Carolina Panthers, like the New York Jets, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, is when you're in this cycle of mediocrity, you often find yourself in this position, and the Giants are essentially trying to fumigate everything they did before. The Houston Texans had a great run of success, and when they botched everything they possibly could, whether it be the Hopkins trade, cutting J.J. Watt, The Deshaun Watson situation before the other Deshaun Watson situation, trading five first-round picks for Laramie Tunsil, 
botching it worse than any franchise has ever been t- torn down in the NFL from, again, at the, the same weekend Joe Judge was hired by the New York Giants two years ago, up 24-0 on the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. That team burned it all to the ground and for three years has basically said, we're just going to suck for three years, reset everything, and try and build it from scratch. And the Giants are fumigating the organization which is exactly what I articulated. It's what I articulated for the Bears, what I articulated for the Gi- or for the Giants and, and the Denver Broncos, the three teams we make fun of more than anybody. They fumigated the organizations. They're resetting. Maybe the Bears have a franchise quarterback. Maybe they don't. We're not going to talk about it for the next nine months because we won't know until he plays more games. And the New York Giants and the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears And you can throw Carolina in there if you want. You can throw Miami in there if you want. These franchises find themselves in a place where there is promise because it looks like there's some level of a plan. And that's something that we couldn't articulate for the past four years, or really the last 10 years, but particularly post-Ben McAdoo with the New York Giants, which feels like an eternity ago. And sometimes when you don't make the hard right decisions and you don't make moves strategically and with a plan for getting better with smart football people in smart positions of power. And really, this is just how you run any organization. Like, we're retreading takes on this one with putting smart people in smart positions of power and letting them make those decisions. When you take yourself out of the situation, if you're an owner and let smart people make smart decisions with a concrete plan, you buy yourself even a little bit of leeway. Like the Detroit Lions, I don't know if this is going to work out for Detroit. They're going to have to hit on a lot of draft picks and sign some better players. But Panay Sewell looks really good. We know Taylor Decker's a great lineman. We know Frank Ragnow's a great lineman. Amon Ross St. Brown looks to be fantastic. We know there's some things there, but it's way too early to figure out. And this is a team that was one of the worst defensive teams in the NFL last year. They don't have a quarterback, and I don't think Man Campbell is a good coach. But the illusion of having a plan... And something that like easy for me to identify, like they're going to pick an uh, edge rusher at the top of the draft, they're going to wait until they get that special quarterback, they're going to try and get that quarterback when the opportunity presents itself, and in the meantime, they're just going to transition with Jared Goff. They're playing the long game of accumulating lots of draft picks, lots of players, and building out a roster with young players on cheap contracts, which is a, a tried and true strategy for breaking many of the curses of the last few years in the NFL, Cleveland Browns. Over the last four years, tore it all to the ground and it broke them out of mediocrity. The Jaguars spent enough years at the bottom of the draft. They made it within eight minutes of making the Super Bowl with Jalen Ramsey and with Calais Campbell and what was Telvin Smith and, and all those guys that were on that defense, the, the, the Swagwars, as we like to call them back then. Like it's a tried and true strategy that if you stay at the top of the draft long enough, eventually you're going to get some level of success. It's where you make no plan moves for 10 years you look up and you're the giants and you've just been terrible the entire time because you alternate between top picks which turn into busts in the dave gettleman era which is when things have really fallen off the table is when you go from top picks to middle picks 
back to the top of the draft, and then you mess up the picks at the top of the draft, like taking Daniel Jones 6, taking Saquon Barkley at number 2, drafting Andrew Thomas at number 4, even if that pick's looking better now than it did a couple years ago. Uh, having the 11 pick trading down when you could have had Justin Fields and getting Kadarius Tony instead. Yes, that pick is now going to end up in the top 5 this year, and maybe you get a quarterback better than Justin Fields. If that's the case, you totally lucked your way into it. If the, if Matt Corral turns out to be a top 10 quarterback, you just totally lucked your way into that level of success. And maybe luck is on the Giants' side, but at least it looks like even if they don't get lucky at the quarterback position or Russell Wilson decides he doesn't want to play there, they at least have a plan for how to spend the next three years trying to get out of the rut. Because the Giants have made so many bad decisions. Like, we laughed at how bad the Texans' decision-making was. Giants are right up there as, like, the gold and silver standards of just crap decision-making. Just complete mismanagement of resources, bad people in positions of power, making short-sighted decisions based on irrational, emotional decisions, and owners being meddling, like... Texans and Giants are the gold standards of that over the last five years. Even the Jets, who have bungled things, they've just kind of been bungling it because they just haven't really put all the pieces together. Like, they they switched coaches at the wrong time. They hired Adam Gase, which was a really bad idea. Adam Gase got the general manager fired. Like, even that wasn't as bad as how things have been bungled by the New York Giants and by the Houston Texans. The Texans have decided they're going to fumigate everything. The Giants have decided they're going to fumigate everything. And that's how people in positions of power, and again, we don't know who's going to be the new Giants general manager. We don't know who's going to be the new Giants head coach. But I can at least see the idea of a plan, that if you fumigate everything, start over with two top 10 picks this year and 10 draft picks Get rid of Daniel Jones, get rid of Saquon Barkley, just fumigate everything, go to the top of the draft, and see if you can luck your way into some of the same luck that helped teams like the Cleveland Browns and the Indianapolis Colts turn things around. Maybe you can get that same level of luck. Maybe you won't, but it's better to do that than continue something, uh, delaying that. It's going to have to happen at some point. The Giants are just so bad that it was going to have to happen at some point. Might as well suck it up, do it now, fumigate Judge, fumigate Gettleman, fumigate Daniel Jones, and it looked like that was the obvious decision, and it took a weird path to get there from saying he was going to stay and saying Daniel Jones is going to come back to eventually firing Gettleman and firing Joe Judge and probably going to move on from Daniel Jones. And maybe the Maras finally get out of the way? Not saying it's going to succeed. Like I said, they're going to have to luck their way into a franchise quarterback or get a generational talent at five or seven just out of pure luck, like get a Hall of Fame blue chipper at one of those picks. Maybe they luck their way into it, but at least this gives them a better chance than people we know are not good enough, and even in some cases of Joe Judge, not qualified to be head coaches and general managers. So at least you get new people in positions of power and you're giving yourself the best chance to break the cycle of mediocrity. Not saying it's going to happen. You just give yourself the best possible chance. Now, let us proceed with Morgan from Australia 
co-host of the Lauer After Hours podcast and featured guest on this week's episode of Stupidity, which you can check out on Apple Podcasts because I'm not going to link Stupidity to this podcast. Levitard Show already has enough promotion. They don't need this. If you want to hear Morgan there, check out Stupidity. But I will link that Lauer After Hours podcast because y'all should definitely subscribe to that podcast, especially if you're a fan of the Levitard Show. Make sure to check that out. Here's Morgan from Australia. Hello. Hi, Carl. Hi. I'm doing pretty good today. How about yourself? I'm good. Happy Wednesday. Nah, sort of. Something like that. Because it is technically Wednesday when people are listening to this, but it's also oh, Wednesday yeah. when you're recording. So how about that? Well, how about we start with happy January? Hey, everybody. Happy June. Happy January. Happy January. Everybody. I feel like we seen a unicorn yesterday. Okay, that's I, so I'm, exciting. I, I, this is the thing. This is one of the two things I wanted to talk about more than anything because I knew that. I, I think there. God damn it, Kyle! You're so so predictable. <laughs> we are very predictable, aren't we? It, it's either chemistry or we're just boring people who happen to do podcasts. <laughs> like, oh my god, we saw Andrew Luck quick. Okay, so this is a whole thing is the Andrew Luck sighting because we did a championship recap and I forgot twice to talk about Andrew Luck. I forgot twice on the post game show I did and then on the podcast I did Tuesday. So I, I am fascinated by no more, no person more so than Andrew Luck. This person is in sports, in life, he's more fascinating to me than like my own family. Like, Andrew Luck as a thought experiment is the most fascinating thing ever. And we've done not one, not two, not three, four different podcasts in the past two years about Andrew Luck and just the psychology of all of that. And we also, last year, I spent four and a half hours editing a 30 minute joke of me going on a cross country tour to find Andrew Luck. I spent four and a half hours just editing clips together with like, Darius Leonard interviews and just random shit that just and all you needed to do was get RJ3 in Indianapolis exactly like and this was I'm so fascinated by this story so much and then we didn't so, so Andrew Luck in the most shocking retirement any of us have ever seen just the most shocking thing that's happened in football surprise out of nowhere thing in both of our lifetimes i know there's a little bit of an age gap in there but both of our lifetimes ouch (laughs) i just draw attention to that every time i made that joke knowing it was a little risky and people couldn't see it (laughs) but your eyes just like looked up as soon as i said that and Anyways, Andrew Luck like just has this shocking retirement that just disappears from the face of the earth for two years. Nobody's heard of him. No public appearances just vanishes from the face of the earth. And then he reemerged this offseason at a Colorado high school because some 16 year old took a photo of him showing up to their high school clinic and he was wearing like baggy shorts he basically basically looked like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, like just baggy shorts, green t shirt, like it was nineties ass shorts. <laughs> and it, it's like the the shorts that just have like infinite pockets, like yeah. it's just there's pockets inside the pockets, like yeah, there's zips, there's buttons, there are you 
you can hold everything you own in these pockets. Yes, exactly. And that's the first time we'd seen him anywhere. And then he just shows up on ESPN. I'm like, what happened to the I'm just going to vanish from the face of the earth thing? He just two and a half years reemerges with a, an amazing interview where he says nothing. And this makes it so much better because like this gives us hope that this might happen again. Like we might just see him <laughs> pop up again. And, we have to wait and two and, and a half years. No, there is no greater joy than just seeing Andrew Luck smile. Like he's just, he's a light amongst a whole lot of just boring, bland darkness. And I love him. Andrew Luck is a beautiful human being. And again, he... In his first six years of his NFL career had more passing touchdowns and more passing yards than Dan Marino and just decided like I could have been a Hall of Fame quarterback for 15 years, just legend across the NFL. He's just like, nope, I nope, I'd rather be a dad. I'd rather be an architect. I'd rather go bird watching. Like, I'd rather read books. I'd rather play with cats. I would rather be that than just immortal legend of the sport. Replaces Peyton Manning and has a Hall of Fame level career. Just, nope, I'm good. I don't want any of that. And I commend him for doing it. Because, damn it, I if I had that, I don't think I'd have the power to do that. No, and that's that's what makes him the unicorn because nobody else has done that. Oh, I just love him. I love him. It was so nice it. to see him. And I love all the jokes the internet had for it because Andrew Luck is really good with the looks like game. They said that <laughs> Andrew Luck looked like a bird watcher who they gave him a jacket right before. Uh, they said that uh, him and RG3 looked like old uh, high school old high school friends getting back together where one of them became a history teacher and the other became a proud lawyer in the Washington DC metro area. <laughs> it was very good. Like Andrew Luck and RG three together was funny. Cause RG three is almost as fascinating as Andrew Luck. His story is almost as ridiculous as Andrew Luck. And mm, they're sort of, yeah, RG3s is more rot with like, oh my gosh, you just totally mismanaged one of these amazing physical specimens. But Andrew Luck, based, I mean, not that the Colts didn't ruin Andrew Luck, uh, but at the same time, it was it was cool to see him. Andrew Luck's only 32, by the way. <laughs> Andrew Luck is like 12 yeah. years younger than there's Tom um, Brady. <laughs> still a lot of miles left in those wheels, I think, if anyone could convince him to come back. No, he did the offensive lineman thing where he just shed like 65 pounds as soon as he retired. Like that dude. Anyone can put on pounds. Anyone can put on pounds, Kyle. Yeah, sure. Okay. Anyone can. Yes. He can theoretically put on. But he won't because like he, because he left for like a reason that just is never going to be beaten. Andrew Luck. Like quietly he he was a little chunky at the end of his nfl career and i don't know if that's the i don't know if that's the depression i don't know if that's the yeah exactly like he he looks genuinely skinny i'm like i can kind of see where some of the the old you know stretch marks from all your muscles and maybe a little bit of fat i i see where they used to be on andrew luck's face and andrew luck's i guess kind of like torso area i know black is quite slimming too but on his general torso area. Leaving that alone. We're leaving that. We're leaving yeah. that. We're leaving that in three seconds ago and not coming back to it. Nope. Yeah. Uh, nope. 
so 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 beautiful to see Andrew Luck again. Just it was beautiful. beautiful. What a way to start 2022. Happy about it. Yeah, I I say this thing because my life revolves around sports like a crazy person that the new year doesn't start till after the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's like New Year's Eve. And then when then I start calling it 2022, like I said yesterday, that was the 2021 championship. This is the 2021 playoffs in the NFL. I'm still Uh, calling it 2021. New Year starts when people start talking about tennis for me because that's that's my marker of January. Yeah, well, we'll talk about Novak at some point. Oh, no, let, let's not. Let's not. Let's you, just not. You, you were going um, in on it on Twitter, though. You were going after. Oh, it. I'm mad. I'm real mad. I'm big mad. Um, but we're also big embarrassed. Um, we've uh, managed to show the world just how inept our federal government is um, by the handling of the Novak situation, which is fun. But I think you got um, some brownie points for at least putting up the illusion that you weren't going to put up with his shit. I know you kind of caved at the end, but I think you got brownie points for being like, we don't we don't mess around here in Australia with the COVID. We don't mess around. But yeah, we do. Like, we're like, it looked good serious, for a week. Like, we got, we sit at the kids table at Christmas. Like, we are not at the adult table. Let's be serious. Like, know your place in the world. You can't be like, oh, all bluster and be like yeah you're not coming down here and then when you're actual like know know what how you're seen on the global in the global sphere like we're like she'll be right don't worry about it and he was like nah he can't fucking come in and now here he is being a uh-huh. prick yeah and he's gonna win no and it's gonna be even more annoying yeah, that's the other part and he's gonna set the the grand slam singles record at this one oh. I just, I just need Andy Murray to beat him. Like, good needs to triumph over. Is Andy evil. Murray still playing? Yeah, Andy Murray's made like a fourteenth comeback. Jesus Christ! I swear to, I swear to God, I've been to two Australian Open matches of Andy Murray's where he was retiring. I've said goodbye to Andy Murray more times than I've said goodbye to anybody in my life. Yeah, um, I was never. He's back, yeah. and he's like. Captain Vaccination, Captain Science, and I'm here for him. And it looks like what I thought we would have Nick Kyrgios for, like the giant slayer um, who hates Novak. He's got COVID. So oh, God not, damn it. Not ideal. So I'm not sure if he'll – I think he'll be back in time to play next week, but he won't have a very good um, so- preparation. It's always funny when I dabble back into men's tennis because like women's tennis, I can like casually follow and casually give you some of the names and like people at the top. But men's tennis, all of my information comes from when I was in sixth grade, because every year when you got out of school, that was when Wimbledon started. And Wimbledon was always on the TV for two weeks when you first got out of school. And so from like fourth grade to seventh grade, I'd watch Wimbledon when I first got out of school because you're not doing like the summer camp thing yet or whatever it was. It's just that's what was on TV was Wimbledon. And so all of my men's tennis knowledge is like kind of from 2014 and it still applies because it's the same goddamn five people as before. And then I'm like, yeah, I was, gonna, another I was gonna say, person. like, yeah, no, no, that's they're still the same people. You're good. You're good. Yeah, here. It's the same people. All I just need to know is that one Canadian guy whose name starts with an M. Uh, is it Milos something? Raonic, maybe? Raonic. 
Raonic. Milos Raonic, yeah. Yeah, I just got to yeah. know him, and then it's the same five people. It's still no. I just, I thought Andy Murray was done. Like I knew Novak. I know Federer comes and around. Andy every Murray now and is then. OLI. Like he is not. He, he is not. He's not in the upper echelon. Andy Murray is definitely. I, I assumed when I stopped hearing his name in Grand Slam <laughs> championships that it was just like it was over for him. The fact that he's now yeah. like he's no, the no. best chance to take down Novak, other than no, Jack no, he's Sock. not. No, no, he's not. He's not the best chance to take down Novak. He's just who I want to take down Novak is like good versus evil. Um, because like he's had a completely opposite stance to Novak. Uh, please don't ever think that I am putting them on a comparable path. It doesn't matter. I can't I can't give you any tennis analysis to tell you differently. Like who's who's the two seed in the tournament this time? Is it is it Raonic? Is it Sid Sippis, I don't know. Oh, yeah, probably. Stefano Sitsipas. I went to his first Australian Open match, and it was out on one of my favourite outdoor courts, and there was no one there. So I've been on the Sitsipas bandwagon before anybody knew it existed because Melbourne has the biggest Greek community outside of Greece in the world. So, like, as soon as there's um, a Greek or a Cypriot player playing in the Australian Open, it's a big deal. So... Marcus Bagdadis used to get a huge crowd here. And Tsitsipas had like a really loud crowd like brewing around his game. So we went and watched um, his first round game a few years ago and he won. And we're like, oh, this is cool. This guy's interesting. We're into it. And then he kind of blew up. So I was there before anyone was on Tsitsipas bandwagon. And <laughs> I, I like him. So, I, yeah, he'd be a high seed. Um, it appears the draws have come out. So it looks like Sid Sippis is four. Uh, I forgot about Medvedev. Medvedev is, uh, is number Daniel, two. Not Daniel because there's an E missing, I think. Yeah. Uh, some is guy named Alexander Zverev. Oh. Uh, Zverev. 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 He's number three. Uh, Andrei Rublev. Another Russian Nice. The Ruski. Uh, he's five. <laughs> <laughs> for, for people who don't know, uh, on the Levitard show, Stugatz calls mm. Nikola uh, Vucevic. Uh, I call him Empty Stat Vucevic from Ramin, but Empty Stat Vucevic is the Russian, even though he played at USC. I think he's from, I think he's from Florida, but I'm not certain. Uh, anyways uh yeah that's that's th- this concludes our tennis coverage for the next five weeks oh, really come on at least get to eight eight you want me to keep naming yeah. okay so nadal nadal is six uh mm-hmm. then we have matteo berettini uh the italian, the italian. <laughs> yeah then then we have uh casper rudd that's not a person that is a real person <laughs> maybe it's rude because it's not spelled like paul rudd it's r-u-u-d i just assumed it was rude. like paul rudd <laughs> that's still that is not a real person <laughs> that real person's probably gonna play novak in the quarterfinals <laughs> oh please let me be the first person to be on the casper bandwagon then anybody <laughs> with novak um, casper so, rude yeah, so I'll be there next Tuesday, um, um, in full, full voice, um, anti Novak, like the rest of my you Melbourne know, brethren. You gonna boo Novak? 
Is that how it's going to oh, go? Oh, without doubt. Absolutely. I will find his practice court and boo. I will be there. In full <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. beautiful. My, my favorite part of that was that him and Rogers took the same tactic last week where they like cancel culture guys tried to cancel the other people like Rogers went after that reporter and made the reporter like apologize because he didn't want his career ruined as being Aaron Rodgers can destroy your entire career in the NFL. I just didn't think that Novak had the power to do that to the Australian government. I thought yeah, the Australian but, government would be able to push back on that one. No, they'd already fucked. They, I don't know. I don't know everything that happens in this case. Legally, when they already let two people in that had a medical exemption um, and then decided that they wouldn't cancel their visas, I don't know where they thought they had a leg to stand on. They didn't care about the smaller fish, but they wanted to get Novak. And it did appear to be personal. Um, we are pretty petty down here. And and he does, his stance is very much opposite to what we've been trying to do down here. We've spent a lot of time over the last two years in lockdown. We've sacrificed, especially in this state, a lot so that the rest of the states have been able to live normal lives. And it's disrespectful on in our opinion to let this person in who's who goes against everything that we believe in everything that we've tried to do down here like if he claimed he got a positive covid result on the 16th of december on the 17th of december he attended two charity functions maskless maskless with children he continued to do events throughout the following two weeks while he had covid it just it it doesn't sit well with me and with most of the people here who probably didn't like him very much to start with. Um, even now, like a video came up of two of our news reporters, uh, of our news readers um, during a break talking about him, calling him an asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they're on the channel that um, produces the tennis here. So I'd be interested to see how that goes down. <laughs> is this um, going to be like a, like a British reporting situation where they're just totally free to just accidentally curse on air. And it's not like where you have FCC problems when someone curses on air, they're just like, Oh, that guy accidentally cursed on air. Darn it. And then they're yeah. just like, Hey, you know what? Fuck you, Novak. That's all. That's my it's, question. It's, Fuck you. It's just, it's just the worst kept secret. Like everyone hates Novak now. Oh, well, well, this is the thing I've found interesting about the, free thinker movement or what people like to call the Joe Rogan movement, where people can kind of put themselves in their own echo chamber to a certain degree is when you combine that with white entitlement, you're going to have everyone look at you like, oh, that guy is an asshole and you're going to be enabled to behave like an asshole. And if you as long like the thing that used to stop it was shame is that you could be shamed into not having this stance. And now you can be enabled in such a way where as long as you don't have shame, you can be entitled asshole and people will still give you money. People will still support you. And within an echo chamber, you're going to have people who look at you as a sort of like a guy going through a plight in the same way that people looked at Donald Trump as someone going through a plight, even though he is one of the richest people in America. And then you have this weird echo chamber where Aaron Rodgers doesn't really care if he's universally beloved anymore. Cause what is state farm going to do not sponsor him anymore? 
Uh, I, yeah, I don't know where. I don't know where the end is for these people. Like, are they going to continually claim to to have been cancelled? Like when they're very clearly not cancelled. Um, I the thing that frustrates me the most is their need to be the victim in a situation where they're the that when where they are the antagonist. Oh, wow. Sometimes your phone rings and you don't put on silent. Is that fine? <laughs> no, this is perfect. This is the, the quality yeah. production that we're doing yeah. here. We're just, you know, yeah. building a plane in the sky and then just throwing yeah. it forward. As we talk about real societal commentary, we just have... Yeah, Notorious CIG. Sorry. Exactly. I was going to say, I knew it was 90s rap, but I wasn't sure which one it was. It was, it was yeah. someone from the 90s. How very white of me. Um, apologies. Dude, this is something I've noticed in college. Baseball kids really like 90s rap. I'm like, this is such a weird combination because baseball has increasingly gotten preppier. This happened with my high school team, with my brother's high school team, with the college team here. My roommate for a while is also on the baseball team. So I was hanging out with baseball kids. I'm like, why? This happened in the major leagues too. Like Jake Cronenworth is a player for the Padres. He's like a white dude from Michigan, (laughs) went to the University of Michigan and then got drafted by the Rays and plays for the Padres. I'm like, why do baseball players love 90s rap? This more specifically like white baseball players. Fantastic. I know. I just want to do a thought experiment. Like how, how does gangster right, rap well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with that because <laughs> that is outside of this, my sphere of discussion for a very good reason. Is why do only... white baseball players all love gangster rap? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll let me know what you, what you discover. Good luck. I, I want to make this a, a Maybe this is more for like the Daily Show or something, but I wanted I want to figure out why this is the case. Why is it that again? Ask these yourself, are all- why why does Morgan have nineties gangster rap as her ringtone? That's not. I mean, the music slaps. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's not it my slaps. favorite. It's it's not my favorite genre, but it still slaps. I'm not gonna. What pretend. is your favorite genre, please? <laughs> uh, my favorite genre would probably be uh, anything in the year 2010. Just the entire hits list of 2010. 2010. This is a really weird me, thing I discovered. Find me is one good song from 2010. Oh, find please. your love by Drake. I got a feeling by Black Eyed Peas. I mean, come on. That is dead set one of the worst songs of all time. I got a feeling by Black Eyed Peas. I I hate that song. If that song comes on and I am out, I am furious. Like, this is a- like livid. Like I will become sarcastic in the fact that it is not a good time and I fucking hate that song. It's awful. It was also, uh, if you want to watch the parody video from the Cleveland show, it's the most 2011 thing in the history of the world. But this is one thing I discovered is that for some reason, when I was nine years old, I think it was because I was like going to Costco every Sunday with my dad and he would play top 40. Top 40 would be on at the same time every single day where like Ryan Seacrest does the countdown list or whatever. And I think because it was on at the exact same time, I was hearing the same 30 songs over and over because I saw top hits from 2009. Couldn't do most of them. 2011 knew some of them. 2010, every song I knew the lyrics to. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what is happening there? So, yeah, that. Um, See, I'd take like 2000. 
2001. So you are pro Smash Mouth. That's what I'm hearing. I'm not not going to Smash Mouth. (laughs) Smash Mouth, hottest artist in 2001. They were on the Shrek soundtrack. Yeah, great. I did find a video on my phone that had Smash Mouth as the song to it, but that was that was just all star. Levitar has done this show already. No, no, They've done I don't this. know why I did that, but I, oh no, I guess I did because Jason Tatum was an all star, and so I put the song to the background of the video. <laughs> anyway, we move on. We're still doing that in 2020. We're still doing cladding all-star to people's like all-star tracks and highlight tapes just because they- Kyle I did it one time yes for Jason Tatum again for- yeah my boy Jason Tatum <laughs> for Jason Tatum who most people consider an all-star but that's oh. the best thing you can probably say about Jason Tatum is he's an all-star also a good father how dare you it's, it's yes. very high on the Andrew Luck scale of things that you can be in life so <laughs> sorry take yes. that back I, 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 as along with saying also a great father, a great man, a fantastic human being, uh, a philanthropist, uh, all the great things you can say about Jason Tatum off the court. We also have on the court. Jason Tatum, Andrew Luck. <laughs> Good fathers. Who is, who is the Andrew Luck of the NBA? I guess, I guess it is probably Jason Tatum. Jingles. There, jingles. Second Jingles. <laughs> No, I Jingles have, is. They both have that very nice white dad. J- no, cute. Jingle, <laughs> Jingles is the Davis Mills of the NBA. He does not have a neck like that. So <laughs> insulted. <laughs> Smart basketball people are saying things about Joe Ingles. Smart basketball are say, people are saying Jingles deserved the sixth man last year instead of Jordan Clarkson. That's yeah, strange. Patty Mills, sixth man of the year this year. Is it Patty Mills? Oh, I, saw, I saw one. I mean, I thought Patty Mills was technically the starter for them, but I saw the one. Well, you had to be because game. they're all just assholes. Don't play. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the Christmas Day game. It was like DeAndre Bembry was starting for them. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is incredible that they're still overwhelmingly the best team in the NBA because they have three of the 15 best players. It's hilarious. <laughs> and Yeah. Mm. They need a, they need another jingles, which I guess they got Lamarcus Aldridge, and that's kind of like diet jingles at this point. But ah, uh, see, so yeah, but I, I wouldn't want jingles to play with Patty because like that's only special when it's for Australia. Yeah, don't, that, order, don't water it down. Fair enough. What if you just assembled the entire Australian team and put them with I don't know, like Cleveland or something? Yes, Tybal's good. Oh yeah, good. that's right. I forgot you also have Tybal. You could throw in there. I also there's another thing I wanted to talk about that we'll get to at some point. I'll I'll weave it in somehow. Jock Landau can well Jock Landau can sink threes, place for the Spurs. Yep, you got him, you got Giddy. We'll find a way to put them all together somehow. Oh yeah, we'll actually get Giddy some minutes this time because he didn't make the Olympic team. Yeah, exactly. But Giddy now is putting up triple doubles at younger ages than LaMelo. I feel like that stat's becoming increasingly bullshit because we just keep admitting younger and younger people. And it's like Giddy is the youngest player to ever have a triple double, breaking the record by LaMelo Ball, who broke the record by Lonzo Ball, who broke the record by Brandon. I'm going to talk shit about about my my boy Giddy today. It was bad enough. Like last week I had Tom Habistro and Amin talking shit about Giddy and about triple doubles for young people 
Did they do that in the post game show? I only made it through like 20 minutes like, of the post game show. <laughs> that was so funny. The post game show last week was fantastic. Maybe Tom had to go playing the guitar it. and singing a song. No, I got song. that. I got the I got, guitar. Yeah. I, I, I gave Tom, up. Kind Tom of was fantastic. The... I got a shout out on there. It was very funny. Um, okay. Now I need to go back and see. By the way, yeah. were you on the stupidity that I saw? Is that stupidity? Sure was. Okay, because I the saw that going guess around. On Zoom, but... Zoom. See, I, that's kind of what I thought when I saw correspondence from Toledo in Australia and Canada. I'm like, Morgan's on this. That's why she's retweeting it. But I also don't don't listen to Stupidity very much. So no, neither do I. I. Just... But I, I saw the um the link, the Zoom link, come up from Billy. Oh no, actually, I saw somebody in one of the Lower After Hours chats post the tweet, and so I clicked the Zoom link on my computer and I thought uh I sat there for maybe a minute and I thought oh, I might just try my phone and so I clicked the zoom link on my phone and I was straight on they did and callers? I was first wow. they did callers yeah uh, that would it have was been they can take but they call it zoom zoom <laughs> by the way have you listened to today's show oh yeah <laughs> Stu Gotts freely admits to committing federal crimes on the show today. I, I did. I did see that in the chat. Somebody did mention that Stu may have committed a crime. No, he did. They bleeped it out like twice so that they didn't confess to committing federal crimes. He he brought weed in his bag from Mexico to the United States, which is a federal crime. He just freely admitted to it on the show, and they're like, "Yeah, now nah, we got to bleep this out." We 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 know what you're saying but we have to bleep this out because you can't confess to committing federal crimes on the on the radio or the podcast or whatever it is yeah so like i'll show you a screenshot this is a highlight of my life i got sausage fingers sausage fingers in your face yeah and they are fat little things (laughs) they are fat sausage fingers that's that is beautiful a real a real highlight I'm sad um, I missed the yeah, opportunity. Somebody else, somebody else I, well, maybe they'll do it again tomorrow. It worked well. Um, Stupidity is just going to become wake and take. Just football season yeah, going to yeah. end. It's just all wake yeah, it's, and take. It's going to become Zoom <laughs> Zoom. And you had to, like, at the end, Stu obviously tried to parlay it into, do you have any famous friends that you can bring on? And unfortunately, Izzy Gutierrez didn't reply to my link quick enough to join the Zoom. <laughs> But what could I do? I've already I think, got my famous. I've got my famous person on standby already for next time. Which, which is Izzy? Is that who it is? No, it's not Izzy. No, because oh. um, Izzy would Izzy would have to get the okay from another company to feature on it. I think. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to think who I have. This one is obviously friend of the show, but I could I could ballpark Adam Lefko. I could maybe ballpark it with Adam Lefko. Uh, Kendrick Bourne followed me on social media for two hours and then unfollowed me. So maybe, maybe Kendrick Bourne's still cool with us. Um, what else? You could get LeGarrette Blunt. He was on the podcast once. That's the one people always think is cool is that we did that. But I, I ain't got much fame. I, I'm tired of flexing of who famous people are, like the, the moderately famous people that I know. Let's get to the part I wanted to talk about earlier. Did the Internet bully the Giants into firing Joe Judge? Absolutely, it did. Yes, this is the thing I have concluded after two days because it went from Joe Judge is going to keep his job and Gettleman's going to retire to. Nope, everyone thinks that's fucking stupid. We made fun of him for two days and now Joe Judge is fired. 
the internet bullied yeah. Joe Judge into getting fired when he should have been fired yeah. in week six. But like they had they had the cover of the Dolphins now. So that like they probably could have just sat on their hands and shut up because the Dolphins made an absolute dick of themselves and really embarrassed themselves with the way that they um uh fired their coach unnecessarily. They could have hid behind that, but um yeah. But theirs was guess. super necessary. It was super of necessary. Of course it was super necessary. Like, <laughs> that dude was terrible. And <laughs> that press conference was ridiculous. You could have totally gotten away with it. Like, I, what do you mean this was like you? they needed to hire on, or f- hide behind the dolphins on that one? Like, th- no, this they, is what, they, yeah. they, no, they, I mean, if they wanted to keep him, because the dolphins made such a fuck up of theirs, they could have just shut up at that point. Oh, yeah. They've done the wrong no, thing. Yeah. But the dolphins had done like so badly the other way that they, if they wanted to keep Joe Judge, they could have at that point. But <laughs> I, I then mean, I guess you've got the people going, true. if that dude's fired, then what about this idiot? <laughs> Yeah, what about this white guy who doesn't know what he's doing? Let's let's go there. By the way, this is going to, I mean, we'll get to it at some point. I'll come back around to it. The thing I think is funny there is like, yes, in the short term, you are correct. You could hide behind. No one's going to talk about it if you keep him anymore. The only thing that would be detrimental is the state of your entire franchise for the yeah. next t- 10 years is the only thing you're compromising. By the Giants keeping- don't care about that. <laughs> I know. And it's really funny that they don't. I, I did a podcast two weeks ago where when they announced Jones and judge were coming back, I'm like, I knew this was a failure after 21 games together and they were about to give them 29 more. (laughs) They, you knew it was over after 21 and they were about to sign themselves up for 29 more games of Joe judge and Daniel Jones. And they did the right thing. Well, I I knew Daniel Jones was a failure when, I saw Mina's reaction. Yes, filibuster. Something just happened to the microphone. Yay. Quality production we have here. I unplugged it. Um, <laughs> That's an even I, I dumber wait, wait, thing that I, I thought I, happened. That's I just wait, I, I, wait, I wait to even tell <laughs> you how. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I unplugged the microphone with my right breast. Apologies. <laughs> oh, that's even funnier than I thought. I thought you were just like twiddling no. with it. We're just no. like, Oop. no, 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 no. Okay. You would have thought okay. I would have been able to see that. It's like most of your body is in the camera shot. No, no not them. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> They're out today, so they're, like it is a problem. Anyway, so I, I knew it was going to be a problem the minute that Mina reacted to Daniel Jones getting getting selected in the draft. Um, still, of the greatest, still the greatest last reaction year, to a draft pick I've ever seen. I, you know what? I'm going to find that and somehow edit it in here, or I'm going to forget about it and not. If in which case, Sorry, just Google I'll Mina just, Kimes Daniel Jones. It goes like this: No, <laughs> what? This is uh, the greatest. <laughs> it's uh, so good. She walks off the set and then walks back. It's so good. It's so it's please, good. please find it, Kyle. Do it. I, I will find it and, and play it just over. Instead of editing it into the podcast like a professional, I will find it and then just play it into my microphone, just like okay. a normal, like a the quality production that we are. Uh it's okay. Yeah. Just so plug your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is beautiful uh beautiful 
it is beautiful. beautiful. Uh, I'm just saying this to Phil about, okay, here we go. I found it. Uh, it, it really let's see. Is. Yeah. And the guy that looks like DJ Khaled is also on this loop. Here we go. Another one. <laughs> that was so bad. I'm sorry, Morgan. <laughs> I was filibustering. That's DJ Khaled. so good it's so good what are you doing what are you doing it's just great one of the greatest nfl analysts of all time right there again it's so funny the giants there are three teams it's getting closer to four but there are three teams that i purposely started beef with because they're the franchises you know you're always gonna win or at least win more often than any other team. It's the Bears, it's the Broncos, and it's the Giants. Those teams are, they're, you're going to win. If, if those fan bases think that they're good, they are not. They have real expectations, they are not. Those franchises are so poorly run. It's trash. so funny. And they're the Panthers trash. are the fourth one. Panthers fans are at least aren't antagonistic. Like Bears fans, annoying as hell. Giants fans, they did it to themselves because they booed the guy for being right that Eli Manning was washed. And then it's just been, you know, dog can, shit can you just for four years. For me, um, Carolina, did they resign Matt Rule? They didn't resign Matt Rule, but he is still the coach at this point. But they probably could have gotten away with firing him if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? This, why keep him? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know. He was going to fail no matter what. When you when you sign Teddy Bridgewater and then trade for Sam Darnold, it's probably going to fail. Leave Teddy no Bridgewater what. alone. Leave Teddy alone. Okay, we're not going to shit on Teddy Bridgewater on a Morgan show. Um, so because he he's in the nice man category with Andrew. Yeah, Lockett. I know he's nice, nice but he's also like there no, are only we like nice people. We do like nice people, but there's also 21 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you don't have one of those 21, you start Teddy Bridgewater. It's kind of seems to be the thing. Hence why he's now been on the uh, Panthers. Do the Saints have a starting quarterback? Broncos. No, they do not. No, they do not. Uh, and it's so probably- nine and eight. No starting quarterback. Saints are pretty good this year, even without that, because they still had Alvin Kamara. They still had a top 10. They defense. still had like. All right, so I'm a Saints homer. We, of course, we're going to put some damn respect on the on the Saints' performance this year. Oh, because uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to get to talk about them again on this podcast. Well, I will because I'll derail whatever we're talking about to, to talk about them with no quarterback and no wide receiver. Finished nine and eight and just missed out because of stupid fat Matt Stafford. Fat Stafford. It's more so Garoppolo, but still. No, don't, don't blame him. He's handsome. Um, 
I meant Garoppolo did good things. <laughs> I yeah, meant it was just Garoppolo there. beat you yeah. instead of Stafford giving right. it back. Stafford sucks. Anyway, so I think fantastic coaching effort by Sean Payton, by my man, Dennis Allen, my boys and visors. Keep up the good work. Still don't have sex with anyone that wears a visor. <laughs> Unless it's Dennis Allen, which you will have sex with him oh. as long as he wears the visor. And I am not with socks, you on that. not socks. We're not doing the socks. No socks, only visor. Um, but any, anyway. <laughs> oh, <darn>. we've <laughs> done this podcast before of having sex with but, Dennis Allen wearing only a visor. Um, <laughs> but ne- never with Paul Blattmore, cop Kevin James, never. <laughs> The the Saints deserve to be the the, the Saints deserve to be ten point underdogs against the Saint against the Buccaneers more than the Eagles did. I think that the the Saints belonged in the playoffs more than the Eagles. See, I I've I tuned out for a few days after that happened. So the Saints would play the Buccaneers. The Saints would have, if if things had gone that way, if if Jimmy Garoppolo, or I'm sorry, if Jalen Ramsey is one step closer on that diving pass and he knocks it down instead of giving up a 40 yard completion, then the Eagles would have been the th- the sixth seed, and the Saints would have been the seventh seed. And because, well, I guess no, never mind. The Rams would have won that game, which means. They would have been the seven seed, but they would have played the Rams in the wild card game. So the Rams would have been the two seed. No, and yeah, the, I, I, just want, I just wanted to play the Buccaneers because we would have no. won. This, the Rams won. would have had to win. So you, you yes. would have been 10 point dogs against the Rams. And you know what? You deserved it because not only do you have all of that, you also have one of the eight coaches that we know are actually pretty good in the NFL. Yeah. Karen James. Yeah, exactly. Probably elevates the team around him just with his scheme. And also, instead of trying to fight for quarterback, just go join one of the teams that has a good one. Go to the Chargers. Just do it. Sean Payton should just do it. Instead of like desperately fighting to Why? find a franchise court. No, What's no, the no, point no, 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 no. There is no respect in that. There is no respect in that. There will be more respect at the end of Sean Payton's career should he continue to fight and crawl and scrap the way he's doing so now he's already a super bowl winning head coach he will only denigrate his career by going and seeking success in one of those shitty ass fake faux franchises well, stay where you are maintain your legacy would the saints ever fire him no what for just because the, the Eagles fired Andy Reid after three mediocre seasons. Like they haven't had three mediocre seasons. They won the division last year. They finished yeah. nine and eight this year with no quarterback, no wide receiver. They've That's had not, one. No, they have had reasons. They did I not mean, play at home for five weeks. They've had very many reasons to have not been nine and eight. So this is not a mediocre season. This is overachieving on what they should have. Oh, I totally agree. But, so that's not mediocre. So you've we've got zero mediocre. Seasons. Oh no, no, the Saints were mediocre this year. Like even if no, they're they better, weren't. they're still mediocre. Like the, no, the, the Saints weren't. just were mediocre the entire way through that, and they're probably going to. Saints defense was not mediocre. It was elite, and we yeah, had no but, one to play any other skill positions. Yeah, but this is kind of the same thing as the Dolphins, right? The Dolphins had a really great defense no, it's and a not, not the great same offense. Thing as the Dolphins. No, it's not. They had their number one quarterback for the whole year. They're just not very good. Your number one quarterback is probably worse than their number one quarterback. That's not true at all. 
Jameis Winston is not worse than Tua this year. Shut your mouth. Jameis was Jameis. good. You're, no, you're looking at Jameis through 30-30 lenses, and that's not Jameis anymore because he had surgery. So would you say Jameis is one of the 21 franchise quarterbacks in the NFL? He is 21 and a half, maybe, or 21st. <laughs> well, here's the bar. 21 is Jimmy Garoppolo. So Yes. So yes, he's 22 because <laughs> yeah. 22, 22 is probably Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> well, no, get out that he's 21. Like he's not below Ben Roethlisberger. Absolutely Again, not. I'm also, so in fairness, I'm not including any of the rookies in there too. So this is kind of the, they're in the category where you draft a quarterback in the draft. That, that's kind of where they're at right now. He's better than like, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he is that, that I will, I will give you is better than Ben Roethlisberger, but He's currently better than Justin Fields, but Justin Fields will be probably better by next year. Maybe he won't be. Who knows? You but don't know that. You don't know that. I he don't. plays for Chicago. You don't know that. Totally. Totally fair. I don't know that. Zach, I was going to say Zach Wilson, but I'm pretty sure Zach Wilson's not good. That's something Zach I've got to learn from this year. Shy. I needed I was a light. Wonder, I, I was wondering how long you were going to sit there in the complete darkness. Was I was hoping crazy. you would actually say more than two words and I could go turn the light on and be in. No, I was like, I, I, no, I was like, does this mean I could run and get my vape if he's gone long enough? No, I just needed to turn on the light. I have this little ring light I could use, do, 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 but no. It's... Oh, wow. Look at you. Production yeah. 101. See production 101 <laughs> here. Oh, did Morgan just mess up her internet yes. connection? Who the oh, there you are. No, she unplugged everything. <laughs> yeah, my death She's was fine. greatly exaggerated. Anyway, whatever. I got I got Jimmy into the into the top fourteen quarterbacks because I said I couldn't name fourteen more. Oh not Jimmy, okay. Jameis. Jameis okay well no we can do this I, I can give you 10 off the do we have to do the 10 obvious ones like the 10 obvious ones cut off at Tom Brady we know that's obvious there so then after that yes I said Tom Brady's 10 uh then you can go Derek Carr uh Matt Ryan sorry yeah Matt Ryan no 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 I no 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 sorry I should no, say the rotten no, corpse no, of Matt Ryan no no absolutely not I will this hill. Matt Ryan is absolute reheated trash. He is not in the top 21 quarterbacks. I don't care what you tell me. He is garbage. No. If if Matt Ryan no, is Kyle, reheated I, trash. No. If Matt Ryan is reheated trash, what does that make Jameis Winston? Like that's no, it just a- makes you wrong. He's not in the top twenty-one quarterbacks. He's just not. I don't yes, care how many is. times Mina yes. comes back with, "Oh, see, look, Matt Ryan isn't bad." Yes, he is, Mina. Look, yes, Matt he Ryan, is. Football world, Matt Ryan stinks. Matt Ryan stinks, but he's also not that bad. He's not that bad. Matt Ryan had one good year out of the box, and it was the twenty-eight-three year. No, also- Matt Ryan is shit. He's also going to finish with the fifth most passing touchdowns in the history of the NFL and the top 10 in passing yards. 
Yeah, Compiler. that's why he won't. No, yeah, he won't make the Hall of Fame, and he came into the league. It's it's the same thing as like Stafford being like the fastest quarterback ever to thirty thousand, forty thousand, and fifty thousand passing yards. It's just like the NFL changed right when they came into the league. By the way, Stafford he's better not than good. Jameis. He's not good now. We're we're ranking him now. He's not good now. Matt he Ryan's not as good. good as he once was, but he's still Three years top ago. 20. I'm not saying he he's 12. I'm saying he's like no. 18. You, you did. You said you said I'm just 10 names, and that was Brady, and then you gave me two more. Yeah, but that's just if, off the top of my Ryan's head. If Matt Ryan's not like, 20, then, that, then that's a fucking bullshit list. Matt Ryan's like 18. Matt Ryan's like 18. No, it's but, not. Well, so, okay. Matt let Ryan me do, stinks. I mean, we know that we know the ten obvious ones. I can list them real quick if you want, but we know the ten obvious ones. Then you have no that's Derek fine. Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr. Conjecture comes between eleven and twenty. Yeah, Derek Carr. So this is what I call tier three because I always do. I, for years, we do quarterback rankings at the end, and I do it by tiers so that I don't have to vigorously debate whether Ryan Tannehill is the 13th or 14th best quarterback in the NFL. You can just group them all in tiers. Uh, by the way, Ryan Tannehill, 13. Um, so you have yeah, absolutely Derek- above Matt Ryan. Correct. Yes, correct. Derek. Okay, so we can do it order-ish. Derek Carr, uh, then you have Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, kind of in that weird purgatory group. Uh, above, above Tannehill? They're all in the same tier. Tannehill's right not. about there. Tannehill, Tannehill's about 4.4 quarterback rating on the day that he, they needed him the most. 4.4. We call this the Carson Wentz experience. Carson Wentz experience no. is one half against Tampa Bay. He's going to give you 70% completion percentage, 190 yards and three touchdowns. And the next half, he's going to have no touchdowns, two interceptions and a 50% completion percentage. It's just the Carson Wentz experience. You never know which one you're going to get. Also forgot Stafford. Stafford's 11. Stafford, 11. Derek Carr, 12. Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz. 4.4. Yeah, okay. I know, but you can you can do small sample size. I think on that Steph, if you want. I, I think let's see. Yeah, so I Steph, do. I, I do. <laughs> Tell me what you did in the last game. <laughs> yes, then Jameis Winston would be a top James Winston was having a very good game. Very good game. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Whatever. Uh then you have so we got those guys. Then you can go who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting someone in tier three. Uh unless they've all upgraded to tier two, which I don't think they have, but I'm forgetting someone in here. So Carr, Stafford, Matt uh Matt Ryan's lower, but Matt Ryan's right there. Uh you tell me Joey B's in tier four, we're gonna have a motherfucking problem. Who? Joey B. Where's Joey B? Tell Joe me where Burrow? Joe Burrow is. Oh, Joe, no, Joe Burrow's in that top 10 group. Joe Burrow. Yes! Okay. Maybe, maybe we have to do the top All 10. All right, we're back. Quick. So let's see. So you've got the, the 10, just no particular order, but Mahomes, number one, uh, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Wilson, Josh no, you Allen. Can't, you, can't have, you can't have him in there. Sorry. Who? Deshaun Which one, Watson. Russell? Or, oh, Deshaun Watson? Deshaun I mean, Watson. Okay. Okay, semantics. That fair enough. The, I I totally get that. Uh, so let's see: Mahomes, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, uh, J- Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady. I think the I think I got everyone. Uh, I think that's everyone. So nine is it nine? I think it's nine mm-hmm. if you take out Watson. It's ten if you add Watson. So that I, I don't want Joey B to be at number nine. I want him to be at number six. I mean, I'd put him over Tom Brady, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I love him so much. So I'm a Bengals fan for the next 
month. Well, no, it's going to be the next week because they're probably going to lose to the Raiders because that, that franchise hey, is I'm not. I would like to point out this reality to everyone and make it perfectly clear. If the Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots on Saturday, it is a guarantee, guarantee 100% that either the Raiders, the Bengals, or the Titans will play in the AFC Championship game. That is a 100% guarantee if Buffalo wins this week. It's stupid. And I'm going to Buffalo win with Bernie Parmalee. Who needs me? <laughs> By the way, when Bernie Parmalee was the coach who was talking mad shit about Urban Meyer, I was like, yo, how about that? I know who that person is. He's a running backs coach for the Jaguars and he's Bernie Parmalee. <laughs> Bernie Parmalee. Bernie Parmalee. Going to Buffalo. Yeah, Bengals. Welcome to the Bengals. Good, good to know. Anyways, before we derail this even more, uh, how mad did you? Derail- be- I thought I think I didn't derail the podcast today. It's good that we derail talk- things. We like we like derailing I, things. I talked about sexy voices one time. I unplugged my microphone one time. <laughs> And then, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Unplug your microphone during societal commentary. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that could. That, that it would probably would have been better if I did that during my Matt Ryan is shit rant, but you know, Matt Ryan is not. I'm not defending the merits of Matt Ryan. Like Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan runs, is not a top twenty quarterback. Matt Ryan's two seasons not. away from being Ben Roethlisberger, but that still technically makes him top twenty. Uh, no, but but he doesn't have the build to have a reason why he walks around with cement shoes. But plop plop plop, he's awful. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you count Jalen Hurts over Jameis? Yes. Yes? Okay. I, I'm Jaylen, not even sure. Jalen Hurts destroys us. He destroys I, us. Oh, I know. So I know. But it, I, I was totally like, no, I, I'd be okay putting Jameis over Jalen Hurts in that camp. No. no, uh, no. I'm forgetting yeah, some I've people watched, here. I've, I've watched Jalen Hurts do bad things to the Saints over the last two years. So I was very much on the, I don't know why everyone talks smack about Jalen Hurts. I think he's quite good. Because his completion percentage is terrible and he's not actually that not good against a passer. Us. Yes, not against you, unfortunately. Yes, not against you. Uh, Trevor Lawrence only- will be better than Jameis Winston, but that's not a foregone conclusion yet. You yes, know that. I know. I know that. If, if know we had that. this discussion last week, you may not say that. I've been saying it for the last 10 weeks is just fire Daryl Bevel and just give him a total free pass for this season. Total free pass for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been saying it for, for many, many weeks. Um, let's see who else, who else am I forgetting? Oh, Jimmy G of course, Jimmy G got to be on there. So that's, that's at least 17 right there. That's 17. Um, James oh, is top 20. I'm just, I'm just not going to accept he's not. I mean, who else? Who else am I forgetting? I got to be forgetting someone. Oh, if like I put Wilson is not. What if I put Jones Tua? is not. Tua is not. Stop doing this to me. We're gonna fight. <laughs> like physically fight you in a minute. We should. We should set up a card once at the next Moss Miami. Just set up a bunch of Levitard Show fans fuck, doing uh, oh, doing a Logan you, Paul style up. fight. Yeah, get get Cincinnati oh, Lou versus someone. <laughs> So for people watching this, Morgan's doing bear claws 
at me very very blurry on my end because I'm, my... I'm alive don't worry it's a particularly that's crappy six quarterbacks that james here. is better than six six quarterbacks james is better than okay that, and then that i didn't puts... include matt ryan seven that's not matt ryan's not fair that's not fair uh Matt that's Ryan's not better. Matt shit. Ryan's better. It's, Matt Ryan's better. He's not, uh, he's not. Fitzmagic's better than him. Fitzmagic is still on a water slide. <laughs> <laughs> is that all you, is that's the only line anytime I bring up Fitzmagic, it's just water slide? That seems to be the only thing you say about him. Ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. He's missed a whole season and no one's even batted an eyelid at the fact that it was because he went on a water slide. I mean, because it's not credibly accurate. I mean, not that we care so much about credible accuracy. I'm willing to conclude that the oh, internet sorry. bullied the Giants into firing Daniel Jones. I'm or not here for Joe credible Judge. accuracy. I'm here for lols, and it's funny. Of course, yeah, no, but we have to. We have to be moderately journalistically credible. No, we don't have to, but we should be because you know, we we don't want to be those people. Sorry, you have to face for moderately journalistic credibility. Moderately journalistic. Know what incredible. you're in for, Kyle. Please, is that is not in my Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be Warriors South, but journalistically credible, certainly no. Just Out. Moderately, moderately I'm journalistically. journalistically I am journalistically incredible. Wow, that was that was clever. <laughs> I don't know what I can do with that at that point. Uh, well played. Land the plane. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay let's see who else we have in here uh, any bears quarterbacks you'd take over james i'd take justin fields but that's just because i no, just don't know no 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 but so that so then why why would you not go on the side of what you have seen and not what you might see because you, you, you haven't seen it from him yeah like because I know Jameis is quarterback 24. I know Jameis is quarterback 24 in the NFL. He's not, he's not 24. You are an absolute idiot. He's not 24. Baker Mayfield. What you've seen from Jameis this... Oh. Is that the cutoff point? Is Baker Mayfield the cutoff point? That's where the last better... Oh, you got me in the feels. I like Baker very much. But he's not better than Jameis. I'd take Mitchell Trubisky over Jameis. Why are you that was me ducking, ducking out? That was, that was me ducking out from ducking. the flame that's about to come out of your Mitchell mouth. Mitchell Trubisky, my eyes lit up. Are you kidding me? You're, <laughs> you're an idiot. Take my That's Mario Mitchell Trubisky, future quarterback of the Houston Texans. <laughs> gross. Just gross. Why? What's wrong with Davis Mills? What's wrong with Davis Mills? I think the the entire thing that is Davis smart football Mills. people, Kyle. Smart football people are saying things. Are <laughs> saying things. And maybe about- you're just not one. Of, maybe you're just they're saying things, and maybe you're just not one of the smart football people. You know what Davis Mills might be the Texans' quarterback next year. Why? Because they're still trying to lose. They're still actively trying to lose and get their draft picks back. Yeah. yeah well. They're setting arbitrary timelines for other teams for like, for like the Dolphins to try and take to Sean Watson. So yeah, I guess we're going to watch this space again. And the, the Dolphins are just such a shit show that they obviously will 
And maybe maybe we'll find that Flores wasn't into it, even though they tried to make him the scapegoat for the whole thing to start with. I mean, I don't think I don't think Flores ever particularly liked Tua, but this is the thing that I talked about yesterday is like if you don't have one of those 10 quarterbacks and you don't have or you don't have one of, or you're not one of those like eight coaches that we know are actually really good at their job and half of them do have one of those 10 quarterbacks. Now nah, you're pretty interchangeable. You're interchangeable with any other white guy. And that's kind of how the NFL cycle works. Cause did Vic Fangio get a fair shot in Denver? Absolutely not. But you can find another Vic Fangio. Broncos are about to do it. Cause you know, who's Fangs. about to be the head coach of the Broncos. <laughs> it's even better than Fangs. It's about to be the, it's hard to, hard to believe, but they're going to actually hire someone better than Fangs to be their next head coach. And it's not any of the qualified black candidates as first time head not. coaches. Of course not. No. It's going to be Dan Quinn. <laughs> it is actually probably going to be Dan Quinn. And that is hilarious because he's just, he's just Fangio repackaged. He's just Fangio, except looks more like a zaddy. <laughs> oh, poor Fangs. <laughs> yeah. No, Fangs never got a fair. Sh- By the way, did you, did you hear the clip of him on his last press conference? As he was leaving, they didn't put it in the useless sound montage, but I wish they did because it was not a useless sound. They're like, in in the last two years, you've won two games against the AFC West. What do you think separates the you guys from the AFC West? He's like, well, they have three top shelf quarterbacks, which is obvious to the eye. (laughs) 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 He didn't give a fuck at the end of that he's like what's the difference they gave me fucking drew lock that's what the difference is <laughs> they gave me drew lock for three love goddamn go out swinging thanks i love that <laughs> you up, go out swinging you, you tell him what it is good on him <laughs> well also they they're also gonna draft ninth in the draft for the second consecutive year and the only other year, I believe they drafted seventh in the draft for Fangs' three seasons. No, it was 15th. They got Jerry Judy. So they went 15th, 9th, ninth. <laughs> <laughs> Great at working in small windows. 